Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. And in 2011, they were like quite good, but in, yeah. I, I, I did think they were going to finally do it because it felt like it felt like they were going to. Yeah. And and now it's just like I don't have that worry anymore. And it's just, it's so funny. I mean, we'll get into it on the episode, I guess, but it is very funny to me when just seeing like a Canucks fan like talk shit at all. Yeah. Is so insane to me. <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah. Like. I, I mean, I, I get the whole point of sports fandom is like talking shit, but seeing a Canucks fan, even like making fun of a Leafs fan, it's like, well, they, first of yeah. all, their team is, their team is like good. And also they've like, they have won before. Like yeah. I, it was a long time ago, but they still have won before. If you open a book somewhere in the library, it does say like Stanley cup champion. <laughs> yeah. Maple Leaf, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, that's why, like, so often those fights are like, well, in Edmonton, they only have Joey Tomatoes to take players to. We've got nice restaurants. Like, yeah. it, it always goes away from uh, from actual hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, we just can't do that. <laughs> uh, and also, Joey Tomatoes fucking rocks. That's pretty good. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we have those here, too. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, and they're... They're nice. Yeah. It's good. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not going to the town, expensive though. restaurants all the time. Oh, sh- yeah, exactly. And th- neither are fucking hockey players. No, that's the thing. Like they say, it's so funny. They say that about Vancouver, and then all of the players just go to a cactus club. That's exactly and exactly fucking. There's a cactus club in Toronto because Drake went to one in Vancouver and was like, "This place is fucking amazing." <laughs> you know. What I- yeah, it's like this is what's wrong with the six is we don't have this shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember they did. Uh, they were doing like a fluff, like like team interview uh, for like Canucks.com or Canucks Twitter a few years ago, and they were asking the players like, "What's your favorite place to get sushi in Vancouver?" And like multiple players said Earls. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not it's not good sushi, but they're hockey like hockey players don't have good taste. No, and they hire like um twenty-year-old blonde hostesses. Yeah, and it so it like turns out that's fun. I like, yeah, it, I guess you, it is. You, you know what? It, like the idea, like I don't know. If you're like a twenty-six-year-old from like Lloyd Minster, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. What are you going to be like? Oh, yes, I. I like to go for the omakase at uh, <laughs> the you know Hanshiro. Like yeah. they they bring you bites. It's, it's seasonally based, right? Yeah. So if you go in the spring, they bring you a little spoonful that tastes like a Japanese meadow. But in spring, it's dope. <laughs> it's like the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you where you grew up had like an Arby's and then everybody was mad because the Arby's closed down. <laughs> like you go to fucking Earl's, you're like, this is the most amazing shit I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Yeah. 
My well, like, aunt is not the waitress at this restaurant. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Connor McDavid's house looks like a cactus club. Yeah, it does. 100%. It's so cool. It's, I love it. And they managed to make, sorry, I'm going, but I don't know if I need to be blurry or not, but this is driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah, and they make fun of him for like having a heated driveway. Did you guys hear about all that oh, shit? Oh, yeah. But that makes sense to have in Edmonton, right? No well, fucking shit. Like, yeah. Well, if you like, but he like ate endless amount of shit from Oilers fans for being like this fancy boy with a heated driveway. But it's like, can you imagine like scoring nine goals in two games? And coming home being like, ah, time to shovel my 900 foot long driveway. I've been recording for like the last four and a half minutes just because I thought it was funny. So I'll okay, do a little yeah, bit of fine. editing and then it'll just be a cold open. So yeah. what's up? This is I Hate This Team. Uh, I'm Aaron. With me, as always, is my co-host, Stefan Heck. We have a special guest today. We have uh, the one and only Drip Lord X, Mike C. Howdy, oh, how's Mike. it going? Hello. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I was talking about Brent Sopel's Twitter. I was looking at Brent Sopel's Twitter. He's a former Canuck, oh, no. right? And um, he uh, is, is really interesting because he's, he's like really, he was like the first NHL player in a pride parade, but he like hates Brittany Griner and like replies to all these Brittany Griner tweets saying, why don't you go smuggle more drugs across borders, idiot? You should be in jail. Right. And he was uh he replied to like a clip of McDavid McDavid and he called him uh McSelfish because he was like just kind of floating around the defensive zone. Like, okay. brother. I, I think... That's pretty good. I think that's the problem with having a uh surname that starts with Mick, is it does open you up to really any number of insults. Because you can just change it to anything, right? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's and it is thing. selfish to score you know, 145 points in a season, right? Yeah. Because those are points that somebody else could have scored. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Think about right. Kyler Yamamoto. The The Oilers are at a point... So if, if you guys don't know, our friend Mike here is, is an Edmonton Oilers fan. Um, and the That's Oilers right. are... Apologies. Oilers, Thank you for having me on your Canucks podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you here. Um, the Oilers are at a point where they're quite good. And so... And I don't know, this isn't specific to Edmonton media. Like you see it in Toronto as well. Um, and you see it in, I guess, most Canadian cities. But it's also, it's very funny to me when the media starts blaming the good players for the team being bad. And like, Oh, God. Yeah. And Edmonton, I feel like, specifically, is like the worst at that. Edmonton is the worst at that and has always been the worst at that. <clears throat> like, yeah. I remember, it's a weird, like, you know, I've always liked hockey I like all sports, but hockey for me, you know, being from where I'm from and, you know, being from where we're from, more or less, it's not like you have a bunch of different narrative ways to understand how you, you know, relate to the rest of North America, right? So it's like hockey was like, it's it was a very narrative lens where it was like when you're like 10 years old, it's like, yeah, we are. You know, in, in 1987 or whatever the fuck, you're like, yeah, we. T I always th knew that we were the best in the world. <laughs> yeah. And now it's, you know, it's finally the, like it's being proven, right? Yeah. And we, and then you get a bit older and you realize, oh, like, holy fuck, that would a weird, what a weird story that has nothing to do with like deserve or earn or any of that shit. It's, and you, you, you realize that it like, Gretzky showed up in your town because 
Nelson Scalbania lost a game of backgammon on a plane to Peter Pockling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And and then it, <laughs> so you start to think like, oh, holy shit, maybe this lens that I've understood so much of the world through yeah. is just like written by random rolls of the dice and shit. But, that, but then you can't like, the media can't, you can't write a column that's just like, remember when we got insanely fucking lucky for like 14 years? Yeah somehow because that has to <laughs> because that has to happen to somebody so maybe when jason arnott cools off for the last <laughs> half of a season we shouldn't get mad at him for not being yari curry or glenn you know what i mean and yeah. run him out of town and it's like it's like slowly started to change in the past you know couple of years there there was the the breaking point where um i don't know one of the one of the old Edmonton media idiots. Yeah, like David Staples or Mark Oh, God, Spector, he's... Perhaps. I don't yeah. even think it was, though. I think it was maybe Matheson. I might have oh, been yeah. Matt, I But I can't remember, but somebody... Edmonton has, like, just a murderer's row of, like, stupid media. Just guys. an absolute gong show of <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that are... That are have have always been there you know what i mean yeah somebody asked i think it was Matheson. i could be wrong this is the kind of shit i should know but like dry's idol was pissed off after some game right that wasn't a particularly good game i don't think by dry's idol and we lost to some fucking team that we should have beat yeah and, and Dry's only had like four points yeah exactly right while having one leg and his like <laughs> one of his balls pushed up into his asshole by matthew <laughs> kachuk or whatever the fuck <laughs> And somebody was like, why are you so pissy, Leon? And Dreisaitl was just like, what are you talking... Like, in the kind of after-game thing. And there was a very, like... It was Matheson. Yeah. yeah there Matheson. was. Yeah. It was kind of a watershed moment uh, among s enough fans and some of the media to be like, oh, like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, we... You, like... We have this situation again where we got super crazy fucking lucky. Yeah. Over and over and over again. And you've ended up with the two best players in the league, maybe the second or third best player of all time, and Dreisaitl, who's not that far. It's one of my weird beliefs is I... I I got to say off the top before I say anything else, if I was yeah. going to pick one of McDavid or Dreisaitl to keep... If you had to get rid of one of them, I'd get rid of McDavid. I'm all in on Dreisaitl. Wow. Um, but anyways, like, it was a kind of a, like, maybe we should just be try and be nice to these guys. Like, maybe we should just, like, if they only score, you know, 99 points next season, yeah. let's start looking at the Yanmarks and the Bugstats and the <laughs> Fogels. Yeah. And the Cody Cece's of the team and being yeah. like, well, you guys exist too. Maybe you guys should fucking do something. Or maybe, or maybe call it like the management also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, like, this is the, <clears throat> the kind of thing with that. Sorry. I fucking burping. It's a very <laughs> cool thing to do on a podcast. Is um, <laughs> it's like we've now had every kind of ownership in Edmonton too, which is like, it kind of, 
shakes you free like we've had we've had wheeler dealer pocklington who yeah. sold gretzky who sold you know had was tried to get got rid of so many players because he didn't have any money left that he basically got new york their cup in night was it 93 90, 94 whatever 94 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Aaron, whatever. i think you're muted again by the what way what the fuck is happening we'll, we'll, we'll get through this well your owner now uh the oilers owner now is like He's like a big freak, right? Oh, he's fucking terrifying, right? Yeah. Like he, you know, and in between we had this, this is the thing with Edmonton fans too, is they have the very kind of short memory. Like they have the memory of the entire history of the Oilers was the glory days, then the quote, decade of darkness, unquote. Yeah. And then now, right? And they forget that there was this intermediary period where the team, like in this kind of actually nice story, the Pocklington was going to move the team. They're going to sell it. It was going to move, and it got bought by you know like thirty local like guys that owned car dealerships and stuff. Edmonton yeah. Investors Group and kept it in town. And then this the the one rich guy in the city who owns Rexall tried to buy the team a bunch of times. And they wouldn't sell it. So that there's this kind of narrative now that he like saved the team and prevented it from being moved. But like he had to he had to keep offering more and more money to buy it. Right. And then immediately turned weird like deeply weird like yeah the kind of weird where he should like would disappear for this is daryl cates i'm talking about yeah. disappear for a couple of years and you hear rumors like he has three identical ten thousand square foot houses like one in la one in edmonton and one in the interior of bc somewhere right so that so that he like doesn't get confused which you know like he <laughs> You, you know, you hear this kind of stuff, and then you see him at a at a press conference a couple of years ago, and you realize, oh shit, I haven't seen this guy in a bunch of years, and his face is all fucking caved in. Yeah. And then you you, you so you, you ask on Twitter like, why does Daryl Cates fucking look like that? And yeah. you have a bunch of Edmonton media being like, oh, it's like a medical thing, and it's rude to talk about. It's like, okay, like, fuck, like, the guy owns half of downtown Edmonton. Yeah, is the richest guy in town and has some shit going on where his face is caving in on itself and he never, sh you know, none of us, nobody knows anything about that and it's rude to ask. So yeah. you get this provincial kind of Edmonton, like, nobody wants to be <laughs> the asshole that stands up and is like, that guy's fucking weird. <laughs> like, that guy's fucking weird and it's, it, it, the shit he does is weird and there's weird, like, mo touch model shit and there's weird face cave shit. Yeah. And I was going to say there was something with, like, a ballerina. Yeah, something. in some kind of fucking movie and some kind of, like, it, I don't fucking know. There were leaked yeah. texts. Yes. With the ballerina. Aaron is back now. Hello, yeah. Aaron. I, uh, I think I need a new microphone. I got a new cord thing. It was the cord, but no, it's just yeah. like the jack in my microphone's bad. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You Anyways, sound good now. Yeah, thank um, you. I'm gonna try and not jar it at all. Yeah. So it I, is. It's it's good to it's good to learn about other ownership groups. I mean, uh, Mike, I don't know how much you know about the Canucks ownership. The Aquilinis. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, who are essentially. I mean, I guess this goes for most um, owners, but they're like a family of like slum lords. Mm who own like every apartment building in Vancouver uh, and are just like very, like very stupid, even for like, like an NHL team owner. Cause I think Aquilini has the issue. Cause I don't know if, if the Oilers owner is like this where Aquilini will like interfere with the, like the actual like on ice stuff going on. Right. Which is like the worst thing you can have in an owner. 
Right. Apparently, he like sits in meetings like on, uh, I guess not draft day, but like on July first and uh, like trade at the trade deadline. He's like, yeah. oh no 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 no, I don't like that one. Instead of just like letting the uh, the management well, cook, as which, it were. Like the thing is, I feel like if all three of us were NHL team owners, that is what we would do. Why else would you own a team? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not like it's basketball where like courtside seats, well, you know, it can cost millions of dollars. Yeah, right? yeah. You got Mark Cuban there, like cheering and stuff. Yeah. Like he's on the on the bench. Like you don't basically. have to be that rich to get the best seats at a Canucks game, right? No, like, I was I was on TV, uh, like behind the Canucks bench at a when they came into Calgary this year. And it was like yeah. two hundred and fifty bucks because we bought them in the summer. Yeah, yeah, not bad. So if you're if you're like if you're if you got a bunch of money, right? You know what I mean. You can like they'll treat you super nice. So if you're gonna buy the team, it's because you think you know about hockey, right? Yeah. Or you want to uh, get a casino in downtown Edmonton and have a big, you know, a bunch of the land and stuff that you then profit off of because yeah. you're a. Which Aquilini also did. There's a yeah. big casino downtown yeah. next to yeah. the yeah. yeah, so kind of got both exactly. going on. The, the other thing with Aquilini is that the the rumor is that he's the reason he's interfering so much is because he's trying to get the Canucks to win a cup before his dad dies. Right, and his, his dad is like ninety five years old. Um, and so the thought it ain't happening, was, pops. <laughs> there's no, I mean, there's no chance. Even if he had just like sat back and like not interfered, there, there's there's no chance. But it is just very funny to me. Like the concept of a super super rich guy trying to please his dad, who probably hates him, and just like making things worse with every decision yeah. he makes is like, if I if I wasn't a fan, it's extremely funny. If you just step back, it's very very funny. Yeah. Um. It, so I it, I do love that, but there, you know, when he does kick the bucket, that's not going to fix things. No, right? and this is the thing, right? Like this is you kind of. <clears throat> it's weird because, you know, as an Oilers fan that's that has rabbit ears for criticism from you know teams other you know people that cheer for other teams the thing that you hear as an Oilers fan is like i can't believe i can't believe they haven't won a cup right like they got they got they used to be the best and one of the best and then maybe i don't know like it's you know maybe now the two best players in the league yeah how have you not won a cup right and it's like winning a cup is fucking hard homie it's hard as shit it's the, it's the hardest thing to do in pro sports i think yeah and it's it's not it's like it's so much like luck right yeah like you i watched i didn't watch the entire game because it was fucking boring but the 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 game last night where um the gold knights kind of just dummied Florida and then stop decided to stop dummying them and then let Florida kind of make it look close, right? Like yeah. I thought I, I was convinced. I I you know, I I was convinced I'm not much of a bet sports better or a prognosticator, but if I had to in the conversation I had, like whoever won between Edmonton and, and Las Vegas would win the cup, right? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of that's a lot of my sports fandom is informed. <laughs> Because I live in Toronto, right? So I'm surrounded by you know Toronto fans, and they're so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, like I, I, I don't, you know, they're not dumber than any other sports franchise inherently. But yeah. the 
the Toronto sports media is such a an inescapable suffocating bubble that it churns out morons faster than <laughs> probably maybe the maybe the Yankees entertainment sports network like the their baseball or like the yeah NESN is better at turning out idiots than you know Rogers and Bell are in Toronto but I'd be surprised <laughs> but the whole point like you, you know so you got to be you got to be really good like you got to be a really good hockey team like Edmonton and then you got to hope that you don't play another really good team yeah. like Las Vegas. And well, then my, if you my, Edmonton was my pick to win the cup this year. Yeah. They just scared me and they seemed so good. And it's, and you know, Stuart Skinner looked pretty good as well. Cause I know that yeah. was kind of a problem. And, but then it's just, yeah, you get into the playoffs and it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. And it's, it's, there's random, it comes down to a bunch of random events, right? Yeah. Like, like look at Florida's first goal last night where it hits, it bounces off of both defender skates and goes in yeah. the net. Like it's yeah. completely random. Yeah. And there's a great Norm McDonald line, right? Where he got, he went broke, I think three separate times betting on sports. And somebody <laughs> asked him like, what's your takeaway? Like, what's your wisdom after, you know, all of that and his the line was, you know, don't bet on football because the it's not round. The ball is not round. <laughs> and his point was, like, when it bounces, you can't predict. Like, you can predict where a basketball is going to bounce, but you can't yeah. predict where a football is going to bounce. And it might bounce to the other team or it might bounce to your team. And hockey's way closer, I think, to that kind of... It's less, way less mathematical than, than baseball, although somebody in baseball can get hot and make a little run. Or, or certainly way less mathematical than a game like basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's way closer to football in terms of, of, of a bunch of you know. There's a bunch of randomness baked in, and that's a, like that's I mean individual events in a game like that goal that you mentioned, Aaron. Yeah. But also like, who the fuck like? There's a weird Oilers thing where the fundamental like whininess that makes me makes me laugh, where like Oilers fans never. They're always like, well, why can't we, why can't we just have, you know, the Cinderella thing? Like, why can't our version of Aiden Hill get hot in the playoffs? Right? Why can't that random occurrence happen? And, you know, Oilers, it makes me laugh because they don't understand that, like, that's happening, right? Like, it's, you know, Skinner playing as well as he did, which is not that well, like, statistically not that well is still him punching way above his fucking weight class you yeah. know what i mean and also that it the whole thing is it is random so like yeah. it could happen next year yeah. like yeah. The, like toronto could win the cup next year. like that's yeah. I, I was saying i mean i don't think they, they're not going to but i was saying to i've you know a lot of leafs fans friends and when there were like rumors that they were maybe going to interview jim benning for a job which yeah. would have been the fucking funniest thing in the world yeah I said to them, I was like, look, the way hockey works is you're going to hire Jim Benning, maybe the stupidest GM in the history of the NHL, and then you will win a cup your first year. Like, that's just yeah. how it works. Yeah. Because it just doesn't, nothing matters. No. Yeah, Boston won great. with Shirelli and Jim Benning. And Jim like, Benning. Like, it doesn't, yeah. like, it kind of matters, but, like, also, you just, you get really lucky with shit, too. And I guess, like, that luck has happened a bunch with Edmonton, just, like, winning draft lotteries like getting mcdavid everyone thought it was either buffalo or arizona that he was going to that draft right yeah. so yeah, yeah i guess yeah. Just different it, types of luck winning that lottery too right like the the it only really matters 
what one one in four years, one in five years. Yeah. Like, what's Taylor Hall do to your team, right? They got really. you Adam Larson. Yeah, right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. What is you know Nugent Hopkins has turned into an okay player that you know scores ninety nine points a bunch on the power play and then yeah. doesn't doesn't do anything in the playoffs. Nail Yakupov. Nail, yeah, exactly, right. That's a, yeah, because that's the thing. Like, not only do you have to get lucky enough to win the draft lottery in the first place, it's got it to be. One that be counts. <laughs> it has to be in a year where the player at the top is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. which like actually kind of worked out for the Canucks. The years, I mean, they've never won a draft lottery, but mm. like the Pedersen year, right? Like, they would they have picked like Nolan Patrick first overall, who's like yeah. out of the league now. Yeah. And like Kale McCarr and Pedersen go afterwards. Like, it's so. <sighs> I, yeah. I the, 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 the lovable, lovable history of the 80s Canucks, where you have, um, you know, I used to, I, like, I was kind of like the Canucks, like back in the day. I, I didn't, yeah. my, my dislike for the Canucks didn't start till they were good. Yeah. Because, like, how do you not cheer for, like, Harold Snets? Yeah, the big, and, <laughs> or, like, the ugliest jerseys you've ever seen in your life, too. But like, they're kind of dope, you know what I mean? They're yeah. kind of dope. Do you know the story behind that jersey? Like, why no. they designed it that way? No. They brought in a sports psychologist to design it. Which is, and the idea was that the the V's would stand for victory and would yeah. make the players want to win more. Yeah. yeah, and wasn't it to like intimidate the other team? Because and it was were, the like, colors were colors. Yeah, because it's like Halloween colors. So, but what year? Halloween. What year was it that they had the the coach that had the PhD cup? Oh God, was that? They had passion, heart, and desire. And Stan yeah. Smeal was the captain of Team Desire and won the PhD Cup. That was Bill LaForge, yeah. Who was like, such <laughs> as like such a bad coach. Yeah, he coached the Canucks for uh, twenty games. Yeah, yeah. They had four, four wins in twenty games. You know what? That that reminds me so much of what's happening now. The the Canucks did this like season ticket holder promo video to try and sell season tickets. Oh god! And it's hilarious. They like it. <laughs> They cut to like Rick Tockett saying it's not about wins and losses, it's about process. I'm like, it's kind of about wins and losses to make me want to buy season tickets for next year. But they had like, you know, Quinn Hughes making a hit and then it like isolates out him making the hit. And then there's the skyline of Vancouver and the word structure just going across the screen like 20 times. And then there's another one where it's like JT Miller, same thing, habits. It was structure, habits, and Uh, standards. Standards, right? (laughs) The three things that you really want to see when you're going to a hockey game. Yeah. That's, you know, this is the thing. Like, I, like... Hockey, I was a lifelong hockey fan, and I find it, you know, I get mad. I, I, I like the Oilers less and less the closer they get to winning, right? Because I don't, and this is such a hockey thing that, uh, for me, where, like, okay, you got the, you know, you guys remember Moneyball, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was watching, you know, you watch that movie. I've been a base, I haven't been a baseball fan my entire life, but long, long enough, right? Yeah, you're a, you're a big Blue Jays fan. Yeah. And you're, and I know you're a big fan of players that have like huge asses. Oh yeah. yeah well, it's, is, it, most of the good players do have huge asses. That's so, true. Yeah. So it's, yeah. and it's fun to like, when a team comes, I buy, I like split some season tickets this year. So you can do like a quarter season and you can pick which quarter you want. And I, I always pick the quarter that there's always the weird, like national league team quarter. You get to see like teams that you don't normally see. Yeah. And it's you get there's so many fucking baseball players. I don't know who the fuck the you know any of these guys are, 
the Arizona Diamondbacks come to town, and it's fun to like watch them in batting practice and be like, that guy's good. Like that guy's towing a fucking boat. He's got a huge ass, you know. And then most of the time, it ends up kind of being true. So I don't know. That's my weird superstition. Well, we went. We went to. I was in uh, L.A. uh, a couple months ago for like our fantasy hockey pool, like annual like summit that we do. Yeah. Uh, And we went to the the Angels opening day against the Blue Jays. Yeah. And I mean Shohei Otani, Mike Trout. Yeah. Big guys, huge asses. Huge asses. And like the two best players in the world. That came oh. from recreational dodgeball. I played I, like <laughs> when I was in my thirties. I started. I, re, I couldn't play all the sports I used to play. So somebody started a recreational dodgeball league here, and it got to yeah. be. I played that for like fifteen years, and it was really stupid and fun. And because uh, it's like at the end of every game, you're like, "Oh man, remember when I got like angry at dodgeball?" You know? Yeah. Like, and there was this one dude that was like this. This like. Skinny as a rake, wearing nylon, like super short nylon, bright pink running shorts. Yeah. With a just a giant Brazilian woman ass, right? <laughs> and we were, he was like walking around, and I was like, I, I bet you that guy throws heat. Yeah. He's, he's, got a, he's got a big ass in those shorts. And he was a fucking murderer. He was yeah. an absolute fucking murderer. And that kind of cemented it for me, but. Yeah. But then the Moneyball, the movie Moneyball, right? Yeah. Like everybody, you watch that movie and you're watching Brad Pitt and as you know that uh, Jonah big Hill, fat, big fat guy, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, yeah. And they're making and you're like that. Oh, that's a, what an underdog story. And you're like, and about halfway through the movie, I realized that you're supposed to be like cheering for them, right? <laughs> you're supposed to, and it like and the whole time I'm was, I was like watching it was like schindler's list it's like these <laughs> math nerds murder interesting baseball right <laughs> like that you know, it's like oh a peek behind the scenes where all of the crimes were committed you know yeah. like they're like a walk is as good as a, a hit no it fucking ain't no base running no base stealing why don't run into an out well, it's like fuck you like fuck you like there's this weird 21st century thing that the point of sports is winning. Right. Mm-hmm. Since fucking when? <laughs> like, people don't, like, if the point of going to a sporting event was to see your team win. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Why would the Pittsburgh Pirates exist? Right. Why yeah. would, why would, I mean, the they're Vancouver... like a money laundering operation, I guess, but like it's, yeah, it's, but people go, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. people go to, Can- not to be mean, but like no. people go, go to Canucks games. I, I, <laughs> like, I mean, like you guys are Canucks fans and it's not yeah. because they win fucking Stanley Cups. No, it's because like, I mean, it's because like I was born here. So like I, I, and I didn't know any better as a kid. It's so annoying looking back at like the time I got into hockey and realizing like, oh, like Detroit and Colorado were like so good. And like, I had a bunch of friends who were just like, I'm just going to be a fan of them because yeah. they're good. I, and me not realizing that I could do that as a kid. But Detroit, when the thing, like the, those teams, when they played, interesting shit happened in those oh, games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? That's why you remember them so much. Like, you're not really talking about the Dallas Stars from the same era, even though they were really good too. The only thing you talk about is the foot in the crease, right? Yeah. The, the Red Wings and... Avalanche were so sick because they beat the shit out of each other and were exactly the stuff I remember the most as as like a a younger Canucks fan was Marty McSorley hitting Donald Brashear in the head with a stick. 
Yeah. And, and Todd Bertuzzi breaking Steve Moore's neck. Yeah. Interesting shit happened. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you go to, like, the, there was a transgressive element to sports. And there's somebody who was, I was, I've talked about this before, you know, in other kind of, in, in, I don't know fucking where. So if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But, like, what makes hockey quintessentially Canadian to me isn't the fact that it played on fucking ice. It's the fact that it's an incredibly polite game that mirrors the incredibly polite um, society that Canada has and that has an unwritten, you know, like if you're a, 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 some dude wandering around, you know, downtown Calgary, you, you got to be nice to fucking everybody, right? Like you got to be nice mm. all of the, you know, people are like Canadians are nice and it's like, yeah, whatever. They're, we're we're friend, you know, nice but not friendly, whatever the fuck that is. If there's a fundamental niceness to Canadians, it's because you, you can't be a dick, right? Yeah. Because when it goes down to minus 40 and your car won't start because you didn't plug in the block heater and you don't have, you know, you know your fucking front door is frozen shut, you need to have be nice. People that aren't nice enough that they can't go talk to their neighbors and ask for help, freeze to death. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's a, like, niceness is an evolutionary advantage for Canadians. And as part of niceness is you eat a lot of shit, right? When you're nice. Because you don't do the, you know, you don't do the I'm a cowboy thing when somebody knocks on your door and you don't say, fuck off, I'm masturbating, whatever the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Or shoot through the door. You got to go answer the door and be like, hi, how can I help? Like, what do you need? How can I help you? Yeah. And then you go inside and you're like, fuck, man, I really didn't want to, you know, give that person whatever you know triple a batteries or whatever the fuck yeah. but i have to do that shit because i have to be nice and canadian because well, when i need help because it's freezing they're gonna help me you posted that that uh that reddit post the uh it's absolute fucking psychopath where it's right? clearly like, the guy's like american for sure yes a hundred percent right yeah. and we we can't do that here in canada and that grates on you and that's fucking frustrating because it means that you have to answer the door six times in an hour and talk to an old lady because you realize that, that if evolutionary, that's going to come back and help you survive later on. Yeah. But, and why hockey exists is because, or why hockey is <laughs> successful, is that it's got that same, like, you got to be nice. Yeah. And you can be a dick, but if you're, if you're like too much of a dick and you go across this kind of unwritten invisible line that for, was very confusing to Americans in the nineties, which is why they had to get rid of it. Yeah. Because it's easier to get rid of that, all of that shit entirely from the game and ban fighting and in, make in, instigator penalties and shit than it is to explain like why, you know, um, Claude Lemieux deserves to be choked to death in the middle of the ice to a guy from, from Tempe area. Arizona, right? He doesn't yeah. understand that, that fucking shit. So you get these little you get these little element elements in hockey where any you know people that watch hockey forever would be like, oh that dude's fucking dead. You know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like and it, like when as crazy as it was when Bertuzzi fucking killed that dude, yeah. It made perfect sense. Well, yeah. like it, you you knew it was it, like even as a kid, I was like, he's something bad is going to happen to yeah. Steve Moore because yeah. Specifically, like he, so he, he like elbowed Marcus Naslin in the head and like concussed him and basically yeah. like ruined the rest of his career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were like some fights, but nothing really happened. And then like, you know, they were like interviewing them in the locker room, like before the game. And I think Brad May was like, oh, we're going to kill that guy. Yeah. And like, and everybody, Mark, Mark Crawford, the coach was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get that guy. Yeah. And everyone knew. And also like, 
it, it was in like classic Canucks fashion. They were like losing that game like 10 1 as well. I think it was 7 2. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and everyone knew it was. I just remember being on like Canucks message boards back then or just like hockey message boards in general and people being like, oh, well, the reason he, the reason he broke his neck is because like all the players piled on top of him afterwards too. And like, yeah. That yeah. is one of those things where occasionally on Twitter they'll they'll be like a, a prompt post where it's like what like what sporting event that happened before Twitter would like absolutely destroy Twitter now. Yeah. And to me, the two answers to that question, well, the three answers, the Bertuzzi incident, uh, uh, Randy Johnson killing that bird, <laughs> and then um, the the malice at the palace, the yeah. Detroit Pistons, oh, yeah. uh, Pacers fight. Yeah. When when the Bertuzzi thing happened, if you Google image searched Bertuzzi more, on like the second or third page, there was a image I did in MS Paint, which <laughs> was me trying to claim that the reason that Bertuzzi drived him to the ground, which was like the neck breaking move, was yeah. that he stepped on a skate and he tripped. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, a little 14-year-old yeah. me like doing my Reddit investigation. I, I forget if I told this story on here or not, but um, I had a I had a couple of friends. I'll I'll wait for Mike to get back because he'll want to hear the I story. I'm good. I can. I, I okay. can hear you. Yeah. Um, I had Apologies. a, I had a uh, no, that's no, okay. I had a couple of friends um uh, in elementary school who uh had want they'd never been to a hockey game before, and they were always at, their dad was uh he was like a Polish immigrant. And he was always like, ah, like hockey, I, I don't know, like, I, hockey can be like pretty violent. Like, and, and I know the Canucks games, like there's always fights and stuff in the stands. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not sure if, if we should go to one of these games. And then they, like, they finally convinced him to go to their first ever hockey game. And it was the Bertuzzi game. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, I mean, it's like the, the as much as I love that, I mean, I don't love the, the dude got his neck broke but yeah like that's kind of the point of hockey to me is that you get the, it's like it's transgressive or it used to be it's i mean it still is weirdly the or, end of weirdly, the game last night was very cool i, I was yeah. gonna say like it, it's getting it's weirding me out that it's getting more that way or um what's his name pietrangelo trying to chop dry hands off yeah because he was mad at evander kane yeah um and didn't you know, couldn't tell the difference between Vander Kane and Leon Dreisaitl at the end of that, <laughs> the end of that game. But um, like, like when when that when that play happened, as much as I love Dreisaitl, I was like, holy shit! Like I was like, I'm getting a little bit like excited here. Like 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 <laughs> hockey's getting hockey's getting a bit hockey, right? Yeah. And I understand that that's a bit of a like old fogey point of view, but like. If it had happened, like, for, you know, reasons that were motivated by player safety or whatever, you know, then sure. But it wasn't. It was, it's fucking capital, right? It's, yeah. it's them wanting to have 10, 10 teams in places that aren't, are non-traditional hockey markets. And you got to convince moms that it's okay to take your kid to a hockey game. Yeah. If they cared about player safety, they would actually, like, suspend players for, like, they, and they, they don't. It's just the guy in charge of suspending players is George Peros. Yeah. Or if, I mean, if they, you know, if they cared about player safety, they would say, like, they would, sorry, I'm out of focus. They would have a, you know, a, an interview with everybody at the beginning of the season being like, are you cool with, like, getting 
smacked in the nuts are you cool with <laughs> like c can a guy kick you with the skate blade you know yeah. and like and out of all these fucking meatheads is yeah obviously that's why i play fucking hockey right like, yeah i don't know I there's like... a like there's a thing about like the shit i love I, you know i love the bertuzzi thing because it's it it, it, it not because the outcome, but because it's a transgressive thing. And there's so much of that stuff in hockey that people don't talk about anymore, right? Like when, like the the the, the heritage moments of hockey psychoness don't get talked about in that same effort to pres to kind of you know say that hockey's a skill game and it's yeah. fast and it's it's about dazzling displays of athleticism. But it's for me, always as much about like Mike Milbury going into the stands <laughs> and taking a guy's shoe off yeah. and then hitting a guy repeatedly in the face with his own fucking shoe. Yeah. yeah. Like you could, like you can, in, like on the fly came up with the dopest way to humiliate a stranger. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like if I, if I have friends, like I, I, we have, uh, I have a couple of friends from Australia who, are not familiar with hockey uh and like the first video i will show someone who's not familiar with hockey uh is there's like a, a highlight video of like just like ron hextall going insane ron hextall yeah and just, just like, like attacking just, people yeah or and billy great. smith from the yeah. 80s like it like the you know you end up this is real fucking old school but like the the original edmonton rivalry with the islanders right yeah. and like hearing from my my mom who's the the biggest hockey fan i've ever met in my entire life like this like crazy their goalie billy smith right that was his name billy smith yeah battling battling billy smith he was fucking yeah. crazy and the way she talked about him i was like i remember being like 14 or whatever like at some dinner she was talking oh battling Billy. and i was like i think she might i think she kind of wanted to fuck that dude <laughs> like you know like hated him but also because she was such a psycho hockey person of a certain vintage yeah it's like there's hate mixed with love because it's like you understand like oh no we got a bunch of psychos on our team and it would be weird to just get mad at the psychos on their team yeah. and say that they're evil because then our psychos you know theoretically we shouldn't be allowed to do their psycho stuff right yeah we i mean I, I feel like obviously <laughs> you know if you ask anyone like their favorite player of all time on their team like i mean pavel Bure for the canucks but like he was like a psycho also yeah. like he yeah. i don't know if you remember this in the 94 playoffs where they're playing dallas in like yeah. a second round just murdered the dude shane churla yeah like if you and it's so funny looking at the highlight for it that's on youtube because it's from a don cherry rock'em sock'em video yeah and Don Cherry's like, check this out. This is great. <laughs> yeah. And like, if that hit happened today, like, you're you're getting suspended for like the entire year, probably. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was a not only was it like, not even close to the play, but he like jumped in the air and elbowed him in the head and like spun him around. There's a there's a like, and it's, I I, I hesitate to talk about. It. There's a, I'm not going to name the writer in the book because he's one, he's probably the worst Edmonton media guy. But he wrote a book, yeah, about the history of um, the Oilers, um, Flames rivalry, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. don't Google it, but um, <laughs> he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> but uh, there's a there's not an entire chapter, but close to an entire chapter, um about i think it was dave brown was it dave brown 
whoever the fuck it was, um, with s- fighting Stu Grimson. Oh yeah. In Calgary in the eighties, and Grimson challenged him and then beat him in a fight. I think it was Dave Brown. Um, beat him in a fight, and Dave Brown went so fucking crazy that he went and got the training, um, the training staff, and was like, "What can we do?" Lyle Sparky Kolchiski. Um, what can we do? I wanna I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. And what they did was they got his buddy, who was the equipment manager for the at the time Edmonton Eskimos, now the Edmonton Elks. Yeah. And was like, Okay, he's not we can't you know, we can't take his jersey off, but how can we make it so he can't grab his jersey? So they sewed him a new jersey where the sleeves were they, need, they needed three guys to pull the sleeves over his elbow pads. <laughs> yeah. And there's like interviews with guys on the team being just like, he showed up to take the bus and did not say a single word and did not blink the entire <laughs> bus ride down to Calgary. And they, he got these guys to help him put this special sewed on Jersey. Cause the guy from the Eskimos was like, oh yeah, like in, inside linebackers and stuff or like uh, cornerbacks, like this is what we do to their, you know, like, so you can't, you can't grab their, their shit. Right. When they yeah. go through. And then they covered him in wax. <laughs> like after they, like after they put the, got the sleeves all tight, they put some fucking coating and he fucking murdered him. Like he went out and like murdered this dude, Stu Grimson. And everybody was like, oh, that was great. You know, like if any of that shit got leaked, like happened now, like people yeah. would go to fucking jail. Yeah. Like, and that would, that's the weird thing is like hockey for a long time was about jail shit. Yeah. It was jail shit. Yeah. And like, okay, like Paul Coffey scored some nice goals or whatever, but like you kind of were like, oh yeah, I got Paul Coffey got a hat trick. That was cool. But dude, there was some jail shit that happened. And you're like, yeah, that jail shit that happened was fucking awesome. Well, that that was the thing with the Canucks too, is like they were they were bad, but they were like a tough team as well, because like that's kind of that was easier. It was easier to be a tough team than a good team. Yeah. And Which is why like, I, I didn't. I started. I stopped liking them when they uh, when they got good because they had. They, it seemed like they had a whole bunch of fucking big tough Ukrainian guys. Somehow, yeah, from they, Saskatchewan that would just murder people. I like the other thing is one of my other favorite players of all time uh, was like Yarko Rutu, yeah. who was just like a just a total shithead on the ice, like just the like. And and I guess there's still kind of players like that today, which is which is good. But like, I really do miss like the classic like Finnish player who, when they would smile, you would see their smile and be like, oh, they have like more teeth than like a normal human has. Yeah, yeah. And they just um, look evil when they do it. And Rutu was great because I remember going to a Canucks Flames playoff game in like 2004 or 2000, whenever it was. Before, and yeah. there was a scrum on the ice, and I can't find fucking footage of it. But Rutu was trying to bite a guy's foot yeah. in a scrum. And it's like, yeah. well, that's not going to do anything, but it's so cool that he's trying that, you know? Well, who bit who? Who bit who uh, against Boston? Oh, Burroughs bit yeah. uh, Bergeron. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, this is a Canucks fan point of view here. Bergeron put his finger in his mouth. Like, what yeah. do you expect? That's normal to do. You know, if you're going to yeah. put a finger that's in your mouth, you're going to get bit. It, it bite was the fucking dude. Yeah. Oh, it was Which fantastic. Is, it's something I, I'm... I dislike about this current era of Canucks team is they don't have any little pricks. 
Because yeah. my entire time growing up, like cheering for the Canucks, Matt there was Cook. always yeah Matt Cook, Yarko Rutu, fucking Alex Burrows, Ryan Kelly. There was a bunch of little pricks that did a little prick shit that I found really funny and pissed everyone off and like made yeah. people hate you. I'm like, yeah, but they're good. Try to do something about it. Alex um, Alex Burrows did the single funniest like on ice taunt to a player I've ever seen, which was I think it was to Mike Richards, who had like a notorious cocaine problem. <laughs> and Burroughs took a bunch of snow off the ice, put it into a line on the blade of his skate or on, of his stick and held it up to Mike Richards' face. <laughs> amazing. That's, That's so, so cool. fucking funny. That's so <laughs> clever. It's amazing. God. I mean, Rutu, there's a thing in um I think it's in so he he wrote like an autobiography uh, and it's like in Finnish. And I remember seeing on HF boards like a Finnish poster had like translated it and there's a part of the book let me see if i can find this uh where he says something to sean avery uh that is like i apparently yeah here here it is yeah uh rutu was apparently able to really get under avery's skin and silence him completely apparently he shouted some personal story he knew about avery to him when they both were at a bench uh in a game between the canucks and kings the story is not included in the book but apparently it's something really bad. And Rutu himself calls it a crime against humanity. <laughs> God. I, I just love, I love players. I mean, that was, that's the thing. When your team is bad, you need a player like that on your, on your team to, to kind of keep you watching, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what kind of like, that's the, the, the saddest thing I have to, you know, I, I'm glad that Toronto what happened to Toronto this year happened to Toronto because you got to have somebody that you just hate and then you laugh, you laugh at the bad things that happened to them. Right. And mm -hmm. you kind of can't, as an Edmonton fan, you kind of can't do that with Calgary anymore because they got broken so bad by the Oilers last year that they're yeah. just, it's like, it, it would be like, as if it, you know, in Mike Tyson's punch out, is it like you, you get knocked out by Mike Tyson and then Mike Tyson comes over and like pisses on you. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be like, uh, I'm gonna come back. You'd be like, I'm not fucking playing this game anymore, right? Yeah. Well, I remember you going kinda... to that series. Like everyone thought Calgary was gonna win. Everyone yeah. thought Calgary was gonna like win the cup that year. They yeah. were like a favorite to win the cup, and then the Oilers just like was it in? Was it did they sweep them or was it five games? Uh, or... Yeah, because Calgary won game one, and that like it was like nine eight or whatever. It was like a right. crazy high scoring game. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then yeah. you can see in the the series winning goal, if you go back and watch it, you can see Gaudreau give up. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like that when he was like, "I want to leave," I was like, when that came out, I was like, "Yeah, that that makes sense." Like he got, I'm not saying it was just the Oilers. Like, who the fuck wants to play for Daryl Sutter? But like, <laughs> you know, they lost. Like, they they they're just toast. They got they got broken and they'll be yeah. broken for a long time and i so i was kind of like you know you don't want to you don't want to you want to have some 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 rivalry shit going on and it's sad that you know the the version of, of vancouver that's going to come out is about structure and about whatever it you know they probably it probably will mean you'll win more games eventually yeah. because unfortunately like that's like that's the you know the way to win is to make smart analytical decisions which are fucking boring, but <laughs> yeah. um, result in more, more, more one games, right? Yeah, and like and Rick Talkett, I, I'm, I kind of like him as a coach. Yeah. I think because he was also like he was like a crazy guy when he played as well. Um, yeah, 
so I do like him as a coach and I, I think he will make the team a bit better, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I've said this to Aaron so many times, but like, I cannot remember the last time I was like happy the Canucks like won a game or like scored a goal. Like I just, there's not, it's just like not there. Like 2011, like legitimately just like destroyed me as, as yeah. a fan. And I mean, I don't know how you felt after like Carolina won, but I feel like it's not as bad because you at least still have like the other stuff to look back at, right? Well, I mean, the, the, you don't feel bad. Exactly. Right. Like an Oilers fan feeling bad about not winning is like, you know, I feel bad for, you know, people of a certain age yeah. that weren't around for that stuff. But yeah. also like, you know, it's hard to win. We were close. What the, the, the kicker of that was that, that kind of doesn't get talked about enough is like, and it, it's what kind of, you know, there are some certain mathematical, I think, truths. Mathematical is a weird word. I just said that so I seem smarter. But um, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> truths about hockey, right? Which is like, you know, I would say two thirds of the next 20 Stanley Cups are going to be won by teams from Florida, Texas, Las Vegas, or if whatever one of the Dakotas has no state income tax um, yeah. gets, gets a team, it'll be from there, right? And it's like this, people kind of talk about it, that it's unfair, but it's like, no, it's like, it's it's a significant disadvantage for the entire, it used to be a Canadian, just a Canadian disadvantage, but now it's a, it's a disadvantage for the Rangers, it's a disadvantage for, you know, the LA Kings, like they're now competing against teams like Florida that can say, Hey, you know, Matthew Kachuk, come be on a pretty good team and you'll end up with however much extra money that you can't make anywhere else. Yeah. And that's one. And what that and and the other one was gonna be something smart, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> what were we talking about before? Uh God. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> I, I do also want to say, Mike, before before we wrap up, um, and maybe people don't necessarily know this, but uh, you 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 were a big reason why the Go Off Kings even exist today. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. Would you like to take this opportunity to apologize to our our listeners? Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize that you let that um, freak with a, a toenail on his penis <laughs> um, talk to you. At, yeah. At, you know regularly yeah. oh so i remember the other certain mathematical certainty can i, can yes, I say yes, what please. of course yeah 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 is like nobody talks about the extent to which you can have an advantage by playing in florida or las vegas wherever the fuck nobody also talks about like they kind of do with a goalie but even having a goalie goalies can't be good all the time like the goalies that are good all the time are freaks and we talk about them like as if they're legends because there's like four of them right yeah but like the reason that the Oilers went to the final, there's one reason that the Oilers went to the finals, and one reason alone that year, which Wayne is Rolison. Chris. It's that, but if he was around, like he st like he didn't, his wife didn't say, "I, you need to leave Edmonton," right? <laughs> which is Chris Pronger, right? Yeah. Like people don't talk in hockey. Like there is one kind of player you can have on your team that will get almost guarantee success and it is not just a number one defenseman but a very good number one defenseman yeah and there's like four or five of those guys in any given year right so like when he when when pronger left it was just like okay we're 
were fucked. Like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't Ryan Smith and Mike Pekka that were making that team good. No, it was it was Chris Pronger. It was having the best defenseman in the world, basically. Yeah, and maybe one yeah. of the best defensemen in history, like yeah. the, the top three or four. Um, yeah. So, also before we wrap up, we you're saying you're happy what happened to Toronto happened this year because like it's hard to like make fun of a team that uh, is just beaten into the ground. Yeah. Um, I wanted you to, could you expand on that? Like, as it relates to Toronto? Well, they like, there's nothing I love more. Like two things happened at Toronto this year that were, that are good. Right. Because they're, um, one is a fluke and the other one is something you're allowed to make, you know, like they lose, they keep losing in the first round and the vibe of all of my friends are Toronto fans in the first round this year was like, we're going to fucking lose. Yeah. It wasn't like, this is our year, this is, you know, whatever. And it's like when, it, you know, if you have a friend that has, like, like they're going bald. <laughs> and they're, they're going, every year they get a little bit more bald. I, I, I'm allowed to talk about this because I'm a bald man. Yeah, every I'm, ba- year, I'm balding all, that's why I'm wearing a hat. So, so the hairline's going back a little bit, a little, yeah. a little bit. And every year you're like, oh, how's the hairline? fucking moron you know what i mean like and they're like shut up shut up and then they come over to your house and they're like crying and they're like you know i'm gonna fucking kill myself like i can't i can't do it as a bald man i I can't you know what i mean like i can't take it anymore i only got two hairs left and as soon as they fall out i'm gonna fucking kill myself yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna tape put a hose from the exhaust in my garage like i have i have the hose i have the tape I'm just waiting for this two. You you can't be you, you know what I mean. You, you're not. A, I'm not a fucking sociopath. You can't be like, uh, yeah, yeah, stupid idiot. You know what you mean. You, you kind of got to like give him a hug or whatever. Yeah. But who wants to fucking hug a bald guy, right? So it's like, <laughs> so as then his his last two hairs don't fall out, and and he comes back over and he's like, yeah, my oh, I, I got these two hairs left. They're cool. And you're like, yeah, you're you're a fucking idiot with two hairs. You can make fun of them again, right? Like because yeah. it, they got so down that there was like this vibe of just being like a, a bunch of people were going to fucking off themselves if they they kept tripping over the same dick. Yeah. But then the part where you can extra make fun of them is like Edmonton and Toronto are both good teams, and Edmonton seems to un you know fortunately or unfortunately because i talked at length about how little i give a shit about winning and i think that it's actually maybe kind of antithetical to my enjoyment of hockey but the the way to react to the 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 end of the oilers season is to not do anything right yeah Mm -hmm. like it's maybe to like send Campbell, like get a new goalie coach for Campbell and hope that he can, you know, play 30 games next year instead of 10 or 15 that are 20 and lose three quarters of them. Like they were, they're a very good hockey team that came very close to winning. And a lot yeah. of the, you know, there was a, some crazy missed calls that I'm not going to complain about. But if you look at missed calls as like random events, they're coin flips. And if those coin flips happened the other way, Edmonton might, you know, have won the cup. And the same with Toronto. Right. Yeah. Toronto got goalied. Mm. They got goalied hard by a really good goalie who decided he was going to be good again. <laughs> and they reacted to that by fucking firing Kyle Dubas. Like, the, yeah. the the dumbest possible reaction to that. Yeah. And bringing in 
Brad for living, who's not, you know, it's not that much of a downgrade. It but could have been much worse. But, it could yeah. have been much worse, but also, like, you don't need to do that. You don't. And, no, I, and it, it just, just like, run it back. Like, look at St. Louis or Washington, where they just, yeah. like, they just lose and lose and lose, and then one year they break through. And it's like, that's, it's just a total, it's like you said, it's a coin flip. Yeah, like, Colorado was no, like that. Colorado was good for, you know, this version of Colorado was good for a long time, but you know, not and eventually like not understanding that, that, in, that at the far end of, of good teams, like the last two rounds of the playoffs are quite random, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You just have to give yourself as many opportunities to have a kick at the can where you can yeah. reasonably be good. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I think what happened to the Leafs like makes it funnier. Like they finally had this big triumphant moment of, getting past the first round and then they're yeah. just as sad as they would have been anyways. Yeah. So do you think the Leafs fans will be any more optimistic heading into next? No, year? It, it I think it entirely depends on what Austin Matthews does on whenever he can sign. What can he sign? What is it? July 1st? I think so. And they brought in Shane Doan to be like, I, Hey, remember this guy from, yeah. Maybe your childhood hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, uh, I mean, it's it's really weird because um, I've said this before. I know you're trying to end the podcast, but I like talking, so I'm just no, gonna keep. Go for it. <laughs> tell me to fuck off if you want. Like I, I I've said this before, and I said it to my son, who's like 11 years old, and he's like a big. He's a as big and a bigger Oilers fan than I am, unfortunately. Um, yeah, like if I had a button, if I had two buttons that were like one said Oilers win the cup and one said Toronto win the cup, right? And I I would. I'd have to think about it, but I would press Toronto win the cup. And, and I, it's not because I like the Leafs. Like I have never liked, and that's like a deep, deep, when it made sense to be from Edmonton and hate the Leafs because yeah. hockey night in Canada was the only way you could watch hockey and, you know, on a Saturday night. And it was only the fucking Leafs. Um, because I think that like whatever happened in, in Vancouver when they lost, or whatever happened in Toronto when the Raptors won, there's this weird belief that because the only people that talk about hockey, it seems like, are like young people who go on Twitter or go in Reddit or, you know, talk in discords and whatever. And that's a very kind of loud hockey fan. Yeah. Um, and all of those people kind of think like, well, you know, it's become, Toronto's become a Raptors town, right? Like it's, it's the, the Leafs, nobody really gives a shit about the Leafs. And there's a reason that you kind of believe that because you go to the games, like I go to a couple games a year and it's a bunch of people that do not give a fucking shit about hockey at those games. Yeah. Um, just because, and that's just the nature of Toronto as a town with a bunch of money. Um, but like, I think that it would, it'll be, if they won, the next five days in Toronto will be fucking Armageddon. Yeah, like there's such a latent crazy. Um, like I think there will be multiple, you know, seventy-five-year-old Portuguese and Italian grandpas, <laughs> yeah, just walking out in the street and pull out a pistol that they have that they're that, that's their their dad brought home from you know northern France in 1944 and just yeah. be like, it's over, it's done. I'm, and shoot themselves in the head. Like there's, like, there's such a it's this ta as much as Vancouver is a town that's been beaten down by lack of success. Yeah, it's only one team, really. It's that's... you know, and, and Vancouver is is 
you know, Vancouver shouldn't, there's no reasons for Vancouver to be good. Vancouver is like Edmonton and Calgary and Winnipeg, right? Like, nobody, like there's no reason that they ever, that they should be good other than luck, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But there are reasons that Toronto should be good. For years, they had so much more money to spend than anybody else. They got yeah. Curtis Joseph off the Oilers just basically by buying him. Yeah. Extend, but before there was a salary cap and extending Edmonton's misery when we finally had a good goalie. That, and then we just couldn't afford to re-sign him and, and Toronto did. Like There's reasons that Toronto should have been successful and they never managed to be. So I kind of want to see what happens when they when they manage to be successful. And it's yeah. deeply fucking funny to me that they had as much of a shot to win the cup next year as the four or five other teams that have the same chance to win the cup and just kind of are deciding not to try again. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's an exaggeration, but um, uh, yeah, Matthews you know. next year is his last year under contract. And then he'll be a free agent if he doesn't resign. And he has like a no move clause that kicks in on July 1st, like right. when like the first or next season like officially starts or whatever. Yeah. So they either have to like trade him at the draft or get him re-signed in the next three weeks, or yeah. he can just, he can Johnny Gaudreau them really, um, and also refuse to get like traded at the deadline, which why the hell would you do that if you're the Leafs, but. Yeah. Well, I said this before too on this show many times, but and I think Aaron agrees. If the Canucks had won a cup in 2011, the riot would have been like a thousand times bigger and crazier. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Like no question. It's not anger. It's not that riot wasn't about being angry that they lost. It was about having an excuse to lose your fucking mind. Oh yeah. I had friends who were down there who saw people pull up in like pickup trucks with just a bunch of shit in the back, where it's like we're win or lose, we're rioting. And if they won. Yeah, it would have been way bigger because everyone's in a good mood. And so no one's like leaving downtown. Yeah. Like after they lost, everyone was leaving downtown or trying to yeah. except the rioters. So if the Canucks ever win a cup, which they won't, but if they do, the the entire city is just like going to be destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to be I, really cool. After I went to game two, the finals of 2011, where they won and were up to nothing. Yeah. And it was like jubilation on the streets. Everyone's partying. There's guys bringing out like microphones and amps and like doing little raps about the Canucks and you're like shaking your ass and giving everyone a high five and I saw three gigantic fucking brawls as well just like (laughs) that was when we were really happy so hockey is historically provides and has provided an opportunity to transgress in a society that's very buttoned down and disapproving of ways to transgress otherwise right yep like if some, even if somebody breaks into your house, we're not allowed to shoot them with a shotgun, and then we we kind of have to go like, "Hey, man, are you okay? Like, Knock it you, off. like yeah. let's let's talk about this." So, yeah, I don't know, man. But my deepest, it, like my deepest, uh, the, how fucking psycho I get about the Leafs, and I truly not giving a shit about winning is like the thing you get in, which is also what's making me laugh about Toronto, is because for years. Uh, she's on Twitter. She's a good friend of mine. I haven't seen her in a while, but Robin Hatch, who shout out to Robin Hatch, yeah. who's on Twitter, quite a good piano player. That's an understatement. That that came out really weird. <laughs> a genius, genius piano player, but also a really big Leafs fan. And every time I would see her, she'd be like, "Yeah, the Leafs suck now, but like wait till Connor McDavid comes home and signs with the Leafs." And I would always have the same reaction, which is like, "It's gonna be way fucking funnier for me." when that happens and he comes to Toronto and Toronto still doesn't fucking win. Yeah. And then they all turn on McDavid. 
and they all turn on mcdavid because it's like this weird like talking like like if you if you have like when the 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 golden knights win the cup you know it's is it going to be because of eichel like he'll he'll have contributed but it's exclusively it's Marcia yeah. so going fucking insane, and yeah. their their little kid goalie deciding to be um, Dominic Hasek out of the fucking blue, right? Yeah. So like, there's a long, you know, the 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 era of a guy like Messier being able to win five cups and then a sixth by going to New York, and then the idea that he could win a seventh in Vancouver is something <laughs> I haven't brought up. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, the the idea where that, like, being really good at hockey and, and having success inevitably follow after for teams that have superstars, I don't, I don't know if I believe it. Pavel Burry was as good as uh, Alex Ovechkin. And when Alex Ovechkin finally won, it was kind of like, oh, he finally, you know, he got his cup. Yeah. But, like, there's, there's history is littered with Hall of Fame hockey players. They didn't, they didn't win shit. Joe Thorne, oh, like... Ray Ray Bork had to go to Colorado to win, right? And he's one yeah. of the best defensemen of all time. And then they retired which, his number. Yeah, and then Boston had a parade for him. <laughs> <laughs> they had a Ray Bork Stanley Cup parade for the team that wasn't their team. Oh, God. that's nasty. so the idea of like, yeah, McDavid's going to come to Toronto and they're and then we're going to win. It's like he ain't going to do shit. He's a, he scores a he's a great hockey player. He's the best hockey player alive. But I watching the Oilers play this year, I started playing this game. Seriously, if you want me to stop talking, just no, like, no, keep going. No, keep going. I started. This is great. So I got a, a PS Five, right? I'm like in my mid forties, and I got somebody gave me a PS. My, I'm somebody. My parents. This is how <laughs> okay. fucking weird my life is. They're like, hey, they're a forty four year old son. We got you a PS Five for Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sick. I don't. Know, and I didn't. I didn't know what like games are on it. You know, like. So then my son was like, oh, you, what games are you going to get? And I was like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what fucking video game, like, you know, what, what's on it? And he's like, well, don't get Elden Ring. And I was like, <laughs> why? And he was like, it's way too hard for you. Like, what do you, and then I looked and it was like one of those real hard ones, you know, like one of those like uh, Dark Soul ones. Yeah. So I went out and got it, and you know he was at his mom's, and he came home, and I was like, "Look, I got it. You want to watch me play it?" And he's like, "You're not going to be able to do anything." I was like, "What do you What do you mean?" He's like, "It's the hardest video game ever made." And I was like, "I'm good at video. Like I was like, I grew up playing video games. Like I'm good." Yeah. And then he was like, "Yeah, I don't. Well, then I played it for like an hour, and like I didn't know how to fucking do anything. I couldn't. Like I died a thousand times." And he's like, "I told you you weren't going to be any good." And he's like, "My friend Sam's dad beat it." <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "He's like, yeah, he beat it. He's the Elden Dad. You're just you're you're <laughs> oh, nothing." God. He called his friend's dad the Elden Dad, and then so then I was like, "I'm gonna." I said to my girlfriend, "I was like, you might not see me for a couple couple weeks because whatever it fucking takes to beat this game, I gotta like I'm the fucking Elden Dad, right?" Yeah. <laughs> but that game is really hard. I swear this is coming back to hockey at the end, right? Yeah. That game is really. Fu- I don't know if you played that game. It's hard. It's as fuck. very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And like. So I was dying, I was dying, I was dying, and, I, and then I was like, "Oh right, like they, there's shit on the internet. Like I bet you there's like a YouTube thing where they could like teach me how to how to win." And it, it was like I found this one that was just like, "Go get this sword that's in this room." I had like notes, I, you know what I mean? I had like this little note. I was like, "Okay, first I gotta get the uh, fucking 
grace at uh you know i talked to this guy and eventually got this sword and it's i don't, know, I don't remember what it's called but it's like that sword of fire and stars or something right yeah and it does like you it's got you got two buttons and one button shoots out a blue laser and the other button shoots out a big thing of fire and i was like i called my kid i was like next yeah come see who's eldon dad now bitch <laughs> like, and he came over and i was like watch this shit and i was like just melting guys mutilating guys like just guys were exploding and i was like I, and he's like you're really good at this game and i was like yeah i know i'm really fucking good at this game and then you get to all the way to the end and he's like oh are you fighting the the end guy and i was like i think so and i could i tried i died like 50 times and he's like how come you're dying a lot and i was like oh, you know it's the end boss he's like really hard so then i googled like how do you how do you like beat the end guy with the sword of night of of night and fire or whatever the fuck yeah and the answer was like oh no you got to go get a different sword because <laughs> that one's no good against the end boss right it won't it just won't work and this is the thing with mcdavid is like watching him play hockey and he scores like their power play scores three and a half goals a fucking game that is a team that has figured out they're like fucking they just figured out how to break the game right yeah. like they they got this one thing that they can do which is not fun it's not like playing the, it's not like that game when i was like mutilating guys with this crazy sword <laughs> that the internet took it was i was like oh this is the most fun ever you know i just felt powerful and strong but it's like that's not how you know like what is that well, in the, like that in the playoffs right does like, that win you the cup not yeah. not so far i yeah. you know well, the Canucks in 2011 had like the best power play, like hmm. by far in the league. And then, you know, in what happens in at the, the end? In the final, they just like stop calling penalties. No that's and, that's, they and they had the third best penalty kill, or third or fourth best. I remember they had yeah. the third or fourth best penalty kill, which is something the Oilers don't have, right? Yeah. So, like, I think like, oh yeah, Toronto, like, yeah, McDavid will come to Toronto and it'll their their power play success. They'll go up to 30. percent It'll it'll be exactly as likely that the that the Leafs win a cup as it is that Edmonton wins a cup, which is to say, in any given, the best possible chance they can have in any given year is probably one in six. Yeah, if you look, even if you look at like the analytics, where they'll have like the charts before the playoffs start, and it's like, it's like a pie chart, and it'll be like, th this is the, the, a team's chance to win the Stanley Cup, and like yeah. the best chance is like 17%. Yeah. Exactly right, right? Yeah. So you gotta how you react to that shit, and it's like, and if you're Robin Hatch is gonna eat her fucking words when when McDavid comes, and <laughs> he's like, oh, well, the, you know, the entire town goes crazy because they got the best hockey player in the world, and their you know end of season chances to win the cup goes up to seventeen point six percent. Yeah. Is is yeah. there a general sense that McDavid will leave after this contract? Amongst no. Oilers fans, no. He's no. There's a the weird thing about Edmonton is like there's there's crazy I don't know how it happened I know how it happens but it's interesting that they've managed to do it in a town where um that's different in because the thing about Toronto is like all of the major sports teams are owned by the media companies that cover the sports teams right yeah mm -hmm. so you listen to baseball games on a Rogers uh, um, radio station and you watch hockey on sportsnet and or occasion or if you if you're weird you watch it on bell's version of sportsnet and watch tsn you watch like the highlights there 
and you're listening to coverage of that team that is being affected by ownership, right? Mm-hmm. And which is why Toronto sports fans are so fucking stupid. It's why <laughs> Blue Jays fans every year think they're going to win the World Series because they listen to the radio, and the radio's like, we got the best rotation in baseball. And it's, it's like, you know, you know, it's like you're, when you're at work, when your boss, if your boss comes in and is like, we got the best coffee in the you know in the world, and you're like, you tell your friend like, oh, I don't know if you knew this, but like the place where I work is the best because <laughs> my boss, you know, he like told me, you're a fucking moron, right? You're being talked to by a boss. Anyway, whatever the fuck, Edmonton's not like that, but you you do you do start to eventually kind of notice which members of the media. Uh, are the guys that are delivering the 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 message right yeah. that, have, that which is traded i'm sure it's the same in vancouver like which writers get oh, yeah. access to to the gm or whatever yeah and a lot or, of fans want that they want to hear only good things about their team right and yeah. and they because like to them and i think i've come to i've come around to this i think it's kind of the correct way to watch hockey is to go yeah. into every year and be like I'm cheering for every single game. I, I think they're going to like just having like a complete like goldfish brain, like yeah. and and thinking your team is the best team in the league and you have to cheer for every single move they make and you can't yeah. criticize them. Those guys have yeah. so much more fun as hockey. Yeah. And there's a, a weird thing about Edmonton too, which is like what's clear if you listen to the right. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean if you listen selectively to the, to the right guys, there's a there's an explanation for some of the shit that's been happening in Edmonton over the past six or seven years, yeah. and most of those explanations are directly due to ownership talking to McDavid and saying, "What do you want us to do?" Yeah, it's the reason why Milan Lucic ended up on the team. It's the reason that Darnell Nurse got paid nine and a half million bucks. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's that that it's interesting because in years past they would have just signed Darnell Nurse to a contract like that and then been like, yeah, he's 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 actually great. He's actually like maybe the third best defenseman in the league. But they don't even try that shit anymore. And what leaks out now is like he's tied to McDavid, right? Which is their buddies, right? So like what and you know they tried it this year. Where, and you know, kind of Oilers fans that listen to that shit and kind of know how to decode what's actually happening. I like, I was like shocked and shocked in a kind of a good way that it didn't happen, that Carlson didn't end up on the team this year, right? Because that yeah. was a move that McDavid and Dreisaitl. I do like, remember hearing that, yeah. God, that it's, would be so much fun to watch, though. But. It'd be a fucking riot, but it wouldn't yeah. have made them. It wouldn't have made, you know what I mean? It's like saying, now I have two swords of night and fire that I can <laughs> yeah. roll, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, like, it, and the fact that, like, Dreisaitl is an interesting guy because McDavid has no problem doing all of that shit behind the scenes because that's how he was taught to, to, to do hockey shit, right? Like, um, and that's how Nurse ends up on the team. But like this year, Dreisaitl like came out, I think, and said in an interview, or I don't know if it was a it, like a one-on-one interview, but it like he was quoted as saying like we need a really good puck-moving defenseman. Yeah. Like right after the All-Star game, where there's footage of like Dreisaitl and McDavid talking to Eric Carlson yeah. and kind of doing the like, you know, not nothing is nothing as blatant as like come to us, but like. Yeah. It was very clear, like, okay, like, your you're, you're, you're guys that you're paying all this money to, 
are telling you what they want to have happen. And the fact that they didn't go and get Carlson was interesting because it's not like McDavid has made good fucking hockey decisions. It's not like having Milan Lucic made the team better when he got Milan Lucic. It's not like fucking pay, paying Darnell Nurse 9.5 or his, you know, 12 million actual dollars this season is going to, you know, is money well spent, Such right? Such a bad contract. <laughs> He's, there's, I have never... I like Darnell Nurse. Like I like him because he does transgressive, weird, little, yeah. nerdy shit. Yeah. Um. And the, the 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 again another symptom of like the weirdness of Oilers being an Oilers fan. Like historically, you, you the team was so poorly run that you get the kind of like off season plans, right? Like here's here's what here's what we're gonna do in the off season. And it was always shit like we got Rob Shrimp. <laughs> he's gonna, you know, he's gonna light up the league. Or we, Magnus Pajarvi Svensson, yeah. or you know, Yessi Puljujarvi is probably Yessi Puljujarvi and Kyler Yamamoto are yeah. probably the last holdouts from that era. I remember Linus Omark. So many guys like that, where yeah. management was like, we're not. The management wasn't even trying to pretend that they were going out and getting talented hockey players that would materially impact the outcome of the game. They were just literally looking for like entertaining freaks that they could <laughs> kind of trot out and be like, this is who we got. Like, you're going to cheer for all of these fucking weirdos. And oh, Oilers fans did, right? And so none of that shit's happening, right? Like, they're not talking about getting Eric Carlson. They're not talking. They're, they're, none of these rumblings are coming out. They got rid of Puljujarvi, which was turns out was smart. They're going to buy out Yamamoto, which is going to be smart. Like there's making, all, they're making all of these kind of like intelligent hockey moves, which is disappointing because it's the end of an era. And what the other thing they're talking about is like, oh, they're going to ask Darnell Nurse to be a shutdown defenseman, right? Like they're going right. to like that's their big plan to change. Except that shit ain't even going to work because I saw that dude at a gas station on Bathurst Street about four years ago, and I've never seen anybody that looked more like a six foot six inch fucking golem than that dude. <laughs> like he's like, however the fuck tall he is, he was he. I was pumping gas next to him. He was driving a really fancy. This was during his holdout before he got that big contract. So whenever that was, he's driving a fancy Mustang, and I was like, "Are they going to resign you?" And he's like, "I don't know." And he was like 160 pounds. Right? Yeah. Like he was like he that is a he is a, a is a weird giraffe dude <laughs> that um is as good of a defenseman as he is, which is not to say he's one of the best ten defensemen in the league or best twenty, but he's you know, there's a lot of teams where he'd play on the first pairing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely re- without fucking regard to how much money he's been he's being paid because that's not my money, so I don't give a shit. Um, but I, oh boy, if he ever manages to add forty pounds of muscle, <laughs> watch out, <laughs> watch out! Like it's kind of astonishing how good he actually is. Again, not nine point five million dollars good, but right. it's kind of astonishing how good he is without having any physical gifts whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> like Kevin Durant's, it's like, you know, slightly shorter Kevin Durant yeah. playing physical. I guess I didn't realize how, that he's not that, like, heavy. He's no. listed as 220. Are they just lying? Oh, 100%. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> I mean, Connor, Connor Garland is listed as 5'10", and he's like 5'7". Okay, so. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Huh. Wrestler weights, eh? Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. All right. Well, well, we're learning. We learned a lot about the Oilers. Uh, Mike, thank you for for coming on. This was great. Pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, pleasure. Now, watch out for you, Evan Bouchard, who's going to score 110 points so next good. year. He's. Oh, really, yeah. I love him. He's really he's great. Good. Yeah. Um, are you, are you starting up your gamer stream again? Cause I saw you posting about that. I don't know, man. What, what's a fun game to play? This is the, what, like, there's no, are there, are, are there even good games anymore? I mean, you might honestly have fun. Jesse and I do play Fortnite now cause they took out like the building from it. So you're just oh, running yeah. around shooting people and it's like really stupid and fun. Cause you can be okay. like star Wars guys. You can be like Marvel guys. You can like fly right. around. I think you might All have right. fun playing that. I mean, I remember you doing the, the pukey lookbacks. In PUBG yep. back in the day, yeah, uh, yep. PUBG's still around, but I, I think you would have fun playing Fortnite. Okay, I yeah. might give it a shot. Yeah, say a bunch of stupid shit and then sign off and forget that I do that yeah. for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, after I got the internet to buy me a gaming computer. God. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope you bring it back soon. Uh, thanks, brother. Me too. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you to our our listeners. This is a Patreon episode. Thank you for. I believe you said, I, I believe you guys said just as we wrap up here about 40 minutes ago. So I apologize for that. <laughs> Apology accepted. It was great yeah. hearing about Darnell nurse and uh, the uh, Elven dad. All right. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. Bye guys. Love you. Bye -bye. Thanks. Love you. Bye bye. Troubles and doubts Giving me everything Inside and out Love strange So real in the dawn I think of tender things What we're working on Slow change May pull us apart When the lights Get into your heart Baby Don't you Forget about me don't, 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 don't you forget about me Will you stand above me? Look my way, never love me Rain keeps falling, rain keeps falling Your defenses, vanity, insecurity. Oh, don't you forget about me? 
I'll be alone dancing, you know it, baby. Going to take you apart. I'll put us back together at heart, baby. Don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't you forget about me. As you walk on by, will you call my name? As you walk on by, will you call my name? When you walk on by, oh, will you? Cheers, dude.